Match day live extra from Villa Park where it finished Villa 1, Wolves 1 on Derby night in the West Midlands. Wolves in front through Daniel Penence after 12 minutes. Wonderful piece of work between him and Jao Martinho. Brilliant footwork by Penence and a left-footed finish into the far post. Gave Wolves the advantage. They were superb in that first period. They racked up six or seven corners. They put real pressure on. Mateus Nunes drew a really good save from Emmy Martinez and we were very happy at half-time. Second half, Villa changed things up. They went more attacking. They threw on Philip Coutinho as an extra attacking body and they forced Wolves backwards, though there were still one or two bright moments on the counter-attack. Adama Traore amongst those going close. But in the end, the pressure told. A long ball forwards. Wolves just went to sleep for the first time in the game and it allowed Danny Ings to get through. Jose Sarr's hesitation enabled him to lift the ball past him and into the back of the net. And then the big drama, right at the end of stoppage time, another long ball forwards, this time over the top of Maximilian Kilman. And Leon Bailey took it past Jose Sarr on the edge of the box. But thankfully put the ball wide with the goal at his mercy. It finished Villa 1, Wolves 1. Uh, Andy Thompson watching it alongside me here at Villa Park. Former Wolves were in defender Claire Hakeman watching it from home. Claire, what did you make of it all? What a 90 minutes it was. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Mikey, that last 20 minutes or so was an absolutely tough watch. Um, listening along to you guys as well, um, re- really tough to keep watching it, to be honest. It was um, pretty stressful at points, very end-to-end at points as well. But I think we've got to take the positives, haven't we? We spoke pre-game about um, how a point would be a positive result here tonight. And I think you've got to t- come into Villa Park, won't be easy. And I think they've had a real um, recovery when they've had Unai Emery's joined. So that, you know, they've only lost one. They've won all the rest of the games under him. So I think taking a, dr- a point off them at Villa Park at this point in time is a real positive. And it was really a battling performance from the boys that we saw. And I think we dominated the play in the first half. I think some brilliant passages of play, contributions across the pitch. Brilliant goal from Podence. Uh, we really did need to go and get that second because we knew that Villa would bounce back. And, you know, the start of the second half, it was really about us riding that storm and having to make the early change with Traore coming on uh, and Ryan Aitnori and Hodge. You know, it makes you a little bit disjointed as you go. I think it put us under a little bit of pressure. And I think it was just a little bit of naivety. And like Tomo said previously, like one chance, it really, it was that, you know, that one moment where we've just let them get in behind. And it was probably ironically just a minute or so before we were trying to get on an extra defender, which may well have prevented that opportunity from happening. So, um, but I think we've got to be overall happy with the point and, you know, we move on to the next game. But looking at the results tonight, I think the West Ham game will be huge. And I think we've really got to go and try and get the home win there. Tomo, the first 45 was really, really good. Second half, do you give them credit for the way that they showed something different to their game? And and at times this season, we haven't been that resolute defensively. Barring two moments, really... There wasn't an awful lot that Jose Sarr had to do. No, they were resilient in the way that they defended. They were organised. Possibly the only uh, criticism you could say, they probably dropped a little bit too deep at times. Uh, and I'm talking about a lot of the midfielders just getting on in front, in, just in on top of the back line, and I just, uh, I just think that we made it a little bit easier for Villa to get the ball wide uh, because we were on that back foot. It allowed them to play a little bit more, but they were able to put the ball into the box a lot more, um, and, and that was the problem. So, like you look at that first half where we chased everything down, we don't give a time on the ball, we're putting pressure on them all over the field. I know it's hard to maintain for 90 minutes. But, so look, if you can just get yourself organised and try and make it difficult as you can, 
and just be a little bit braver, just pushing up a little bit and try and release our strikers uh, as we did a little bit in the first half. It'd be a big difference. I just thought that we got dropped back and because of the pressure, got deeper and deeper and it just delayed Villa then just to keep putting balls and bombarding us with uh, with crosses. And yet, Claire, Adama Traore has a great chance. There is one that drops outside the box to Costa before he went off. Another one to Mateus Nunes. And then an unbelievable run from Rayne Nori, who must have beaten about six players, or he beat six players. There were the same three players he kept beating over and well, over again. He put cash again. on his backside, didn't he? <laughs> I mean, there were chances, Claire. Yeah, 100%. I think you've got to give real credit to Aitnori. I'm, you know, I, I really enjoy seeing him in that position, actually, in a forward position. He can risk, he can take risks. You know, he's a bit more, he's less exposed than he is when he's playing at left wing back. So it was great to see him create those chances. He had a really nice link up with Kuhn as well. So there's real positives to take from that. Adama Traore made an impact off the bench as well. So we've got lots of positives to go at. He's just really finding the back of the net. And really, we've got to go and get that second goal. And, we, you know, we talk about the goal scoring being a big issue for us. And it definitely is because we haven't scored enough goals. And that's pretty much the, why we're in the position that we are this season. But I think there are positives to state. We're creating chances more than we were a few weeks back. And you're also talking today, we come to Villa off the back of them beating Spurs away from home, 2-0, very convincingly last week. So this isn't an easy place to come. They've got some real quality on their bench and they're an established squad that are really growing as well. So I think, you know, we've got to take it as a real positive on the road. Mateus Cunha came on for his Wolves debut in this game. Claire, what did you make of what you saw from him? Yeah, I don't think he had like he didn't have masses of like opportunities as such. But the things that he did do, he did well, and he does look like he really wants to battle. All the bits that I've read about him says he's actually quite a physical player, which is what you need to be in the Premier League. Uh, you need to be able to to battle and obviously sustain the fact that it's going to be quite a physical and fast-paced, intense game. So I think there was lots of link-up play there that you know you'd want to see more from him in the next game. I would be quite interested, although I do think Diogo Costa actually played pretty well in that first 50, 60 minutes that he was on. Uh, so credit to him today because I think it was a very different performance to the one we saw against Man United last week. Um, but I do wonder if we will see him get a start in the next game when he's got a week under training. We've got two cup games in between, which gives us a good chance to build some relationships and get that connectivity with the combinations that Lopetegui is looking to use. Tomo, we spoke a lot pre-game, the three of us, about that front three yeah. and the faith that Julian Lopetegui had put in them to, to play that same front three four, three games. Um, Daniel Pedence did brilliantly, got the goal, but went off at half-time, so there may well be an enforced change to the three there. Yeah. Do you think he goes further uh, at Liverpool on Saturday and, and gives Cunha a start? Because there was one nice moment, wasn't there, when he beat the offside trap yeah. and pulled it across. There was some good stuff. Yeah, it is. Um, look, so it looks like he's uh, going to be somebody who wants to run with the ball, uh, but he's not afraid to run beyond as well, and, that, and that's something that you got... I think that's probably something that we, we do need is where can we get players that run beyond that back line who are willing to run uh, behind defences and I think he might be somebody who, who's going to be that. Mateus does it. I think he does it really well. He just glides over the, the surface when he's running with the ball. Um, and again, Sally, if you've got those two players who, who are willing to run with the ball, willing to get at defenders, willing to go behind them, then it's going to give you some kind of strength to get it into it. It's all about then, about that little bit of care and passing uh, and that quality to make sure we get put them in. Like I said, I agree with Claire about Costa. I thought Costa played well for 60 minutes. Unfortunately, he went off, I think, with an injury uh, towards the end. But that's probably 
his best game as a as a as a three, I think, or within a three, that he's done today. So because I thought Pedenza played really well, it looks like, well, he had an injury, he went down a little bit in the first half, but look, it's it's great to have uh, options, isn't it? And that's what we've got. Well, it's interesting. Uh, this is for both of you, but Claire, you can go first. You've got the FA Cup at Liverpool on Saturday, and then you've got the League Cup quarter-final at Nottingham Forest. By your face, Claire, I know you know exactly what question is coming. How do you <laughs> approach these next couple of matches, and, and are you tempted to rotate, or do you think we need to build consistency and momentum, and therefore we go again with the same group? Yeah, well, we, we, we know that we don't have a huge squad, so we haven't got masses of rotation that can happen. But for me, um, when I think about it, I would rotate more for the Liverpool game, potentially, possibly. Not that I would say abandon a game at all by any stretch, but I would be saying let's rotate a little. I think I'd be very wary of rotating too much for the Forest game because, one, they're a rival in relegation. They've won tonight, so they're flying. We don't want to give away anything to them to build their confidence. We need to use that game as a real, that's the start again, of us going to then go and get the three points against West Ham. So you've got to be really careful. There's got to be a balance with the rotation. But equally, because we can't rotate a lot, I don't expect there'll be masses of changes because we, we you know we don't have too far to go. But you'd probably expect Joe Hodge to get some minutes in there. We'll see if Bubakar Traore is ready for any minutes across the two games. Obviously, he was off the bench again tonight. Um, you've also got Totti. They might want to, they might want to trial the three at the back, you know, we might want to reintroduce that and give that a decent run and get that combination going because we, you know, we saw tonight that that you know we were let down by just a little defensive switch off and that was the you know Ings running in between Kilman, Kilman getting a bit caught out of position, Bueno running in between the two and just you know slides through us too easily. So they might want to look at different combinations in that as well. And the forward three, I would definitely say we look at the Kunhar getting a start in one of the two, if not both of the games. 